Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. That right there is Eric Patterson, who you can find at EPAC Golf. Eric, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, watching Phil Mickelson cruise to uh, his first Champions Tour victory. It's, uh, he's making it look a lot easier than it, it is on the PGA Tour. It's pretty nuts. He's going to have a 100% win rate on the Champions Tour. Just quit. One and done. That's Move it. On. How, what, what does the prize pool look like for something like that? Like, what's he going to get? I think he gets uh, 400 grand. Oh, okay. The Champions Tour makes, yeah, if you want to talk about, you know, purses and on the in professional golf, I think the Champions Tour are doing something right because they, they're making a lot more than Corn Ferry Tour guys. And yeah. it's up there with like the Euro Tour. So it's pretty, pretty substantial cash that Phil's going to collect. I mean, 400 grand to him is not much, but it's a pretty nice payday. This could be pretty lucrative for him. So let's, I mean, 400,000 is, uh, let's see, that would have been what was last week? The Northern trust that would have been finishing T four at the Northern trust last week. So what kid Pretty crazy Kisner, to think about like Kisner actually, like, I don't know. Kisner grinded, grinded for that. And Phil just goes out and beats some 50 year olds and in three days, the same amount. In yeah. Three, three days. days work. Wow. He might, he might stay up there. He might just say, hey, just keep playing on the senior tour. He loves his money. He's and he's pumping his products. He's pumping coffee. He's pumping. Uh, he's talking about his gum. He's uh, he's, He's figured out the uh, his next stage of his career. Mixing some uh, some boots, uh, boots sit downs on CBS, and that's a, it's a pretty cushy gig. And he's ready to rock and roll. Okay, well, it is. We are recording this Wednesday afternoon on the East Coast, and Eric, you have already had an eventful day because you've been chirped by a PGA Tour player right out of the gate this morning. I mean, you can say chirped. I don't know if it was a chirp. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure what the, uh, so the background is here. I was, um, I made a point to point out what, uh, what type of season will qualify you for the 2020 FedEx cup playoffs. Um, I picked out three seasons that I thought were fairly <laughs> underwhelming. Um, a lot of missed cuts, almost 50% missed cuts, uh, not a lot of top tens. Um, and I happened to my, mention Bryce Garnett's name said that he missed 50% of his cuts, had no top tens. I equated that to what I would think is like a four and 12 NFL season. And yeah. I, I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable. Um, and Bryce came, Bryce came after me. I didn't, I didn't mention him um, in on Twitter, but he, he found, he found the tweet and retweeted it and came after me with a uh, interesting comment, but uh, yeah, he, here's me and Bryce have a little beef. Here's that comment from Bryce Garnett quote, tweeting Eric Patterson. Sometimes you have to tank a season to move up in the draft, but thanks for taking notice. Excellent journalism. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm willing to turn the page, but I will say one, I wasn't doing any journalism. I didn't ask anyone <laughs> questions. Didn't barely did research. I just went on to official world golf rankings.com. Um, I'm not sure what he means by tanking the season. Uh, there's no draft in, in golf. I don't know. <laughs> Is he referencing something else? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it was – I don't think he would think he had a great season. I don't know. Yeah. He missed 50% of his cuts. And he, he missed the Northern Trust cuts. So, if you want to – more than 50% of his cuts and you look at the whole uh, whole calendar, but – I mean, I, it's what it is. Like Bryce Garnett, he hasn't tweeted. He's tweeted five times in 2020, <laughs> and one of them was at me. One of them's at you. I, okay, I mean, I do like what he's trying to do here. He's trying to be like, okay, four and 12, you know, in the NFL, like that would be a good thing because you'd get a higher draft pick. So, like, I understand where he was trying to get that, but it doesn't really work that way. 
I guess that's the reference there. But four and twelve, you're getting like I don't know eighth. Oh, you want the first overall pick? You got to go two and twelve. You got to I don't know. Maybe he knows he's not. He's got his card. He's cushy for next year. He's happy with his season. I, I would take his season. He's a professional two, tour player. Probably made six figures. Uh, you know, good season. But for me, it's not a, a playoff caliber season, and that's that's the only thing I was pointing out. Let's see how much he's made this year. Do you think it's a playoff season? Um, like you made, make the he's playoffs. Six hundred twenty-six thousand. Um, so yeah, it's more than I'll sniff in my life. But. I, I I go back and forth on this. Like based on the current setup, sure, it is a playoff season. Do I think that that's how we should be doing? Who makes it to the playoffs? Maybe not. I think there is room for improvement there. I think the the point that you made is the best point. If you ask Bryce Garnett to grade his own season. I can't imagine he's giving himself an A plus or a B minus or whatever. Maybe he says, you know, I had an, a couple of 11th place finishes. I played well at Honda. I played well at Mayakoba. I made 626,000. Maybe he gives himself a C plus, but like I, he would not grade himself very highly on this season. I would imagine. And like Bo Hostler was another guy highlighted. Like, did, I, did you even think, consider him all season to be like a playoff performer? I, he never sniffed in my opinion, maybe he did like anything close to being in contention any week. So it's weird that the the guys who do sneak in on the bottom probably would think their season was almost a failure, but yet they've, I guess they've reached the 125. That's the number they, they try to get to every season. And in your defense, uh, like this is the worst season he's ever had. Like it's that? Bryce. Bryce? Yeah. yeah. He's got, he got zero top tens. He's had at least two the last three years. Um, he made the least amount of money. Now it's, he played less events because there were less Short events, season, but like, this yeah. is, I mean, it, yeah, it, it wasn't a good season for him. I, I thought you correctly pointed it out. I thought he interestingly responded to it. Um, and it kind of furthers that conversation about what the playoffs should look like. Now, I, I, what do you think happened here? Do you think he searches his own name? Do he you, had to have, cause it didn't even get, it wasn't even like, it didn't, like nobody there wasn't tagged that him much in traction it? on it. Yeah, there, no one tagged him in it. He just came out of nowhere. Maybe somebody d- like DM'd it to him. Someone could have DM'd him. I I don't know. Maybe a follower knows him or something. I'm not sure. But again, not going after Bryce. It could have been any name on. I could have pointed out Bo Hogs or Bo Hogs season or Bo Hostlers, but it was just the first one I clicked and commented on his his season. I'm not going after nothing against Bryce Garnett. <laughs> the guy's done nothing to me or for me. So it's that yeah, was an interesting. Eric Interesting Wednesday morning versus Bryce Garnett boxing match coming up. I believe we'll have to get that scheduled at some point. <laughs> I'll start hitting the gym. He probably can take me in there. I think he's a, but yeah, guy. I just found it odd. <laughs> I would never go after a PJ tour pro, but I don't know, whatever. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, there is also, okay. By the way, the, the, uh, the internet remains undefeated. Okay. Uh, you cannot slip anything past the internet. And there was a, a way for Bryson this week to get himself in another controversy. This guy loves controversy. What are we calling this one? Um, dog gate. What's a good, what's a good name for this? Yeah. Got dog gate, trigger gate. Cause trigger, trigger gate. the dog's name is trigger that got dragged into it. Uh, do you, you know the story well enough to uh, outline it? Okay. So let, I'll, I'll try to outline it. You correct me where I'm wrong all here. Right. I've got it all pulled this, up. So this, I'll just give first credit to Will Knights from the Friday. He's yes. the one who pointed this out. 
Yes. So uh, Will Knights on Twitter is at Will Knights TFE. Uh, this is this is great. So because uh, I tried to explain this to my wife last night, so I think I can outline this. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau earlier this week posts on Instagram a photo with a dog with a caption that says, Trigger helped me get my U.S. amateur win at Olympia Fields, so hopefully he'll rub some good luck off on me here this week. Very straightforward, you Pat. So far, so good, right? Yeah, and you wouldn't think anything <laughs> twice. You're like, oh, it's a nice – a lot of courses have dogs, and here's they're reuniting a few years later. It's a beautiful story. It it's is. awesome. Gorgeous. Bryson's a great guy. People love dog content record scratch because now we got to do a little investigation so will points out uh oh and actually hold on the pga tour the pga tour comms twitter account also picks this up right and tweets out you know bryson dechambeau and olympia fields course dog trigger that's the dog's name are reunited monday at the bmw championship the two first met when DeChambeau won the u.s amateur in 2015 that's the key because as will knights points out Via a tweet from Olympia Fields in 2017, a tweet with a puppy that says, welcome to Olympia Fields trigger. So if I could do math correctly, this dog was not even born or at Olympia Fields in 2015 when Bryson and the PGA Tour want us to believe this dog was there giving him good luck. You nailed it. I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else there is to add to that, other than they're just making up a, a touching dog story. The, the dog was nowhere close to being alive when Bryson won in 2015, um, but for some reason they're going to come out and say that you know these two have a long-lasting relationship and they've been separated <laughs> for five years and and now they're reuniting and um, you know Bryson's just smiling with that dog, but. Uh, and then there is a, so further down, I'll let you go again. There's more, there's another layer to this story. That's right. So uh, Jay Paver 36 actually mentions that, hey, 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 uh, tr there's Trigger, but there's also Divot. Divot is Trigger's dad, and he may have been at Olympia Fields in 2015. And this is all just a misunderstanding of golden retrievers looking alike, and uh, Bryson couldn't tell the difference. It's just a simple mix-up. That's what we are supposed to believe at this current moment. I guess it's easy to forget dogs' names. I mean, goldens kind of look the same once <laughs> they've matured, but uh, yeah, again there's there's more to it andy johnson uh at the woke yoke says sources tell me that divot has never stepped paul by the way great use of stepped paul on the grounds of olympia fields country club because he's actually the course dog uh somewhere else I yeah brentley romine had the actual course yes. um it's, i think i guess it's somewhere in chicago rich harvest farms so divot trigger's father was a course dog <laughs> elsewhere <laughs> Maybe not even in 2015. It could have not. I, I'm not sure the actual date, but it's pretty certain that Trigger was never at Olympia Fields in 2015 because the dog was born somewhere around 2017. So Brentley Romine also notes that John Rom might remember Divot because he was at the 2015 Palmer Cup or Scotty Scheffler at the 2017 NCAAs, but apparently Divot does not remember Bryson DeChambeau. So what this all comes down to uh, is, okay, so I guess best case scenario is that 
Divot was at Olympia Fields in 2015, and that is the dog that Bryson saw, and he is now confused that his son, Trigger, is now the course dog there. That's the best-case scenario, That's the right? best-case scenario, yeah. But so they, either way, that's wrong. He's either, uh, you know, it wasn't never this tr- the new Trigger, but, <laughs> I mean, first of all, Divot's a great name for a dog. It's I might have so to steal, steal that one and use that for a future dog. But, um, yeah, it's it's – it's an interesting uh, story and it, it's crazy what a little bit of research and real journalism, this is real journalism, Bryce. Um, what <laughs> Who's obviously will, listening to this. <laughs> what will, uh, what ty- that type of research will pull out of a story that, I mean, if you didn't, if you just saw it, you'd be like, oh, it's a cute story and kind of continue to scroll through. But when they're just fabricating in front of our eyes to make, to make Bryson seem like this big dog lover, maybe right. he is, maybe he isn't, but um, Trigger and Bryson are not friends. They're not. The so, first time they've met. So the worst part, right. The, the worst case scenario is they're making all of this up just so that Bryson looks good, which of course this is Bryson, right? Like I, I said, I said to my wife last night, I said, I'm going to tell you a story of something like called dog gate. And it happened to a player on tour. Who, like, who do you think is involved in this? And she said, well, it's either Brooks or Bryson. And I was like, yep. Like exactly. Why does it always have to be right. Bryson? That's yeah, like, this could have been anybody. He's about to come on for that uh, the Seven Club Challenge this afternoon for yeah. the uh, the charity, and I'm actually going to watch because there's going to be a microphone in front of his face, and he's it's seven clubs, so he might just go out with one and, and just bring the driver and see what he can do. But maybe uh, he touches on the subject this week. Maybe um, you know Trigger's running around and, and Trigger doesn't even recognize Bryson, and then there's just a big falling out. You never know. Yes, I've seen Trigger and other pictures from other media outlets. So um, this Golden's getting a lot of attention this week. Uh, yeah, rightly or wrongly. Trigger didn't look like he was wagging his tail around Bryson. He didn't look like he recognized him. I think no. we've got an issue here. Bad juju there. Bad juju. Uh, last week, a lot of good juju for one Dustin Johnson, who honestly, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Like, I don't know what else there is more to say. The guy just absolutely rampage tpc boston wins by 11 shots hits 30 under par and because he was running away with it for so long like i feel like we've turned the page on this like yeah. saturday morning we turned the page on this kisner kisner summed, summed it up well he, he's seen dj at his best when he sees dj doing what he's doing you just step aside let the man win and go try to collect second place prize money because that's pretty much everyone was playing for um Reminiscent of what DJ did at, at Mexico and I think maybe 2018 when it was him versus Rory and I think he still beat him by a handful of shots. Uh, DJ does this from time to time and um, yeah, dominating performance. Minus 30 in a playoff event's uh, pretty low, but I mean, beat everyone by 11 and, and even more for the rest of the, the field average. So yeah, that's a dominant, dominant performance what he did. It was nice for us who are, you know, DJ backers, pickers, um, you know, kick your feet up on a Sunday and no Count sweat. Cash. Yeah, no sweat easy. whatsoever. Um, Scotty Scheffler shoots a 59. 59 on Friday, leaving himself with four and a half feet for 59 on 18. Are you joking me? Like the, the ice in the veins you have to have to knock home a four and a half footer for 59 is pretty wild. Yeah, and he, he said he knew exactly what was on, at stake. Um, and then it was, you know, shooting 59 is amazing. JT actually kind of poo the idea saying he wouldn't be surprised if he sees someone shoot like 56 later mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in the coming years. Um, but Scheffler shooting 59 and then DJ quickly overshadowing him with like a potential 57, 58 later in the oh. afternoon. If he could just find a birdie 
uh, somewhere on that back nine. Um, but yeah, to be overshadowed, uh, you know, in the afternoon wave after you shoot 59 shows how good these guys are playing. The second that Scotty Scheffler's putt dropped for 59, we were already on 56 yeah. watch for DJ. What a DJ, DJ started like birdie, eagle, birdie, eagle, birdie. Like just absurd run to start your first the front, the he front went, nine. Yeah. Birdie, Build eagle, birdie, eagle, birdie, par, birdie, birdie. He went out in 27. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, cool. that's uh, and even on uh, even on Sunday, I, I think they, the commentators pointed out Harris English shot like three under the front nine and lost two strokes yeah. to, to the lead. Like just sheer dominance. Um, yeah, I don't I I don't think we'll see any any sixties or fifty nines this week at Olympia Fields. He was DJ was under par enough on the front nine alone last week to win the golf tournament like if he didn't play the back nine at all he got enough under par to win the golf tournament so it's pretty pretty wild stuff um trying to think what else for last week louis stays and makes okay first of all how bad would it have been uh if they had to come back and like four guys would have had to finish on monday morning that was when that first storm cloud rolled in and you could tell how fast they were playing after the the break like harris english didn't care that he made bogey on the last hole he was just trying to get it just get it home um yeah, that was uh, – as soon as the, the horns sound any late time on a Sunday, I just instantly think Monday finished. And I think DJ mentioned it. He said, I was – I, you know, I accepted the fact that we might have to come back on a Monday, but that would have been a – you should have just waved the white flag, you know, settle it how it was and, and turn the page because, yeah, coming back with an 11-stroke lead would have been pretty anti- – I mean – just get he, it over with at that he, point. He could have tagged me in. I could have wrapped up an 11 shot lead with one hole to go. Like I could have wrapped that up for him. I, I like to think I'd be able to, but <laughs> depending on if I was actually collecting that money or not, just bunt a bunch of nine irons down the fairway and get home in 10. Yeah. Be plenty. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I was, I started to mention it. Louis who Stacy makes birdie on the last hole to knock our boy, doc Redmond out of the playoffs. Sorry, Doc. We'll catch you next year, 71st. Louie moves on to, this week, the BMW Championship. Which, okay, do you I'm, like, what's up? Go ahead. I was going to say, do you like the fact that this is, like, there's no morning-afternoon wave anymore? It's basically everybody's, like, out Just at the same time. all afternoon. Yeah, I was looking for a bit of a wave advantage, a wave, wave split, but it seems like they're all just teeing off around noon. I don't mind it. Um, everyone's pretty much playing in the same conditions at all times. Um yeah, it should be it should be a good week. Nothing, everything I've heard so far is just you know U.S. Open type conditions. I'm not going to say it's going to be like an even par winning score, but um, Tiger said it's extremely difficult. JT said it's been it's going to be brutal. Um, DJ said the same thing. Uh, so again, I think you know the playoffs might have been a little bit. Uh, people were wondering when the when the tough golf's going to show up, and I think this is probably going to be the week because yeah, it's uh, last week was was not really a playoff tournament in terms of scoring and grueling conditions or what people expect from the postseason. Yeah, cer- certainly not. Um, the, apparently there's not been a lot of rain in the area uh, this, this in the last month or so. And we were already talking about and already hearing reports of like firm and fast conditions on like Tuesday. And if they're firm and fast on Tuesday, like it usually only gets worse than that throughout the week. So with that and it being, I think it's the second longest par 70 besides Beth page black that we see like normally, like this thing could be, it could be a monster. I think JT actually compared it to Beth page. So I, yeah, there that's a, that's a good call there. I mean, 
the PGA Tour can turn on the sprinklers all all night. They, you know, you could play around Thursday, it's firm, and then you show up Friday, and it it looked like it was a torrential downpour overnight. So, if they really want to get their hands involved and make sure the scoring is low, they'll do that. But um, I think, from what I, you know, a lot of people are keep referencing this superintendent conversation or press conference that was had, and he just he just said he wants it to play firm and fast, and that's what it seems like it's going to be. So I'm I'm excited for hopefully you know something along the lines of what we saw at Memorial when you know guys are struggling to make par. I think that's a fun test before the uh, the Tour Championship and the turn of the season. I think um, you know just balance it out from what happened last week. You were all over the guys who have played here. It, whether it was in amateur events or the oh, Illini yeah. Invitational, uh, you were all over this. Also, by the way, you were like everywhere this week. You would do the Golf Digest pod. I feel like every every Golf every, Digest, every tweet yeah. I saw, it was like trying to pack off. Trying to keep up with you, man. You're on every screen too. Every video <laughs> that comes out, your face is there. So I just gotta follow in your footsteps. I, I guess this is what happens when you you hit a winner. People want to hear what you gotta say. Uh, it's more of the same every week, win or win or lose, but. Yeah, it's been a fun week. All right. I love it. Yeah, so you were all over these guys. Matthew Wolf won here in 2018. He competed again in 2017. We know about Bryson winning the AM here in 2015, uh, which, by the way, looking back at those pictures of him winning in 2015, like, is is. Bonkers. I was going to say, I, I actually said this yesterday on the, on the Golf Digest, Digest pod, but, like, that's going to be the graphic of the week is Bryson holding his USAM trophy and then Mount Bryson holding the, I guess the rocket mortgage trophy and just the contrast between <laughs> his two body shapes. Like they're going to, they'll probably show that multiple times a day. So get used to seeing that graphic and being told about Bryson's 2015 win when he was, uh, you know, skin and bones. It's NBC this week. So they've had time to kind of get ready. So if there's Listen any criticism, any criticisms, uh, you cannot direct them at CBS this week. They are gone. They are. Yeah, NBC. you're off the hook. Alionis <laughs> won't be fielding tweets. She'll probably still be getting tweets, even though she's not on the coverage. But yeah, because no one knows. No one. Knows yeah, the it just good. Just yeah, attack Faldo, attack Nance, and they don't <laughs> not even paying attention. But yeah, hopefully it's a little. I mean, seventy guys. It's uh, a lot less golf to show, but. Uh, yeah, it should be all right. NBC, CBS, they don't really make a difference for me. It's, it's all the same. I, I tend to agree. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit, a little, little sleeper action. You are, you, you're hot, man. You, you got DJ last week. Um, let's talk about sleepers for the BMW championship. Who do you like? Um, so this one is, I stumbling over my words there. I'm just going to say that this wasn't my original. I didn't come to this myself. So I'll tip uh, Adon on Twitter. Adon 7X, I believe is the Twitter handle. He, he led me to uh, Cam Smith, who mm. was really good last week, Tita Green. I think he gained over, over seven stroke Tita Green, a sneaky top 20 finish. Um, not the longest guy in the, in, on, in the world, but uh, when he gets his iron play going, he's a great scrambler, decent putter. Um, I think he's flying under the radar you can get him at like 150 to one so okay i was gonna ask what he was 150 he might be that's and like he has like winning pedigree he's he's come top five in majors before so he's uh firm and fast too anytime i hear firm and fast i just think of like someone either from europe or australia who's a little more used to the tougher conditions um i think cam smith could make a little bit more noise in the playoffs Interesting. Okay. Um, I glossed over him too. Like when, when it was brought to my attention, I think Ben Coley from, uh, you know, wherever he writes uh, sky sports, he, he was on him as well. So some pretty good, 
some pretty good betters uh, pointing out Cam Smith's recent, you know, good week last week. The one that I've been knocking all week is uh, Ryan Palmer, 85 to one, who do you remember that? Like, this is okay. I, I don't usually do the narrative game, Epat, but like, this is the perfect convergence of narrative and stats for me where remember that Palmer misses the cut at the work day. And then he like changed everything about his game, right? Like he flew home, he got a emergency swing lesson. He grabbed that putter with the, uh, the Sharpie money right. signs yeah, on the, the back of it sign. that he like, he hadn't used since college. Like he like everything he could have changed that week. He changed and he's kind of been awesome since like, yeah, he, best- a, he was in contention last week. I, I was, betting him to uh be this be the winner without dj he uh he stumbled down the gates but he's been he's been striking it well he's contended a few times this year he he gave himself an a plus um on the season so right. he's feeling good about himself we talked about that yeah um yeah i don't mind palmer at all i don't know what his price is or its odds are or anything uh i see him at 85 to 1 currently like i guess keegan bradley won this tournament a couple of years ago so there's like you can get those longer shots um, but it does, there's just so many good guys at the top playing so well, seems like it's going to be tough for one of the, yeah, one of I, the guys further down the boards to, to pick it off. I agree. He's five and a half to one to finish in the top 10. If you like that a little bit more. So let's talk about winners then. Uh, DJ goes from 20 to one to eight to one. I'm not sure I'll be touching that. No, that's a tough um, one. That's a, that's a tough one. Who is someone that you're more interested in? I've been beating the drum all week, so there's no reason to stop now, but I'm going to stick with Daniel Berger. Uh, a lot of it to do with, uh, I think, I think you're getting your best bang for your buck with him right now. He seems to have one of the last few tee times on a Sunday. Um, finished third last week. Obviously, it wasn't really close, but um, if DJ was at, you know, if he only won by a few shots, Berger would have been in it. Um, I just, he's playing so well every area of his game. He can putt well. He, he's striking it well. He's solid off the tee, so... Uh, you're paying a little bit of a price on him. He's like 22, 18 now that Webb's withdrew, which yeah. is uh, one of the weirder withdrawals I've seen in a while. But um, Berger, Berger's my guy this week. We'll talk about that withdrawal in a second. Um, it, okay, so I've been trying to illustrate, like everyone knows, I think everyone knows, Berger's been phenomenal in the restart. Like, unbel- like the best player on tour in the restart. If you go to his official world golf page and just cover up his name, you'd think he's the number one player in the world. Yes. Uh, yeah, you would. Um, I actually want to make the case if you can go back a lot further than that, and he's still been this good. So I went back the last 365 days. So basically back to last August. Strokes gained, only Bryson's been better. That's it. It's Bryson and it's Berger. Like it's it's been going on longer than I think people want to realize how good Berger's been. Yeah, even before the break, he was he was setting those records where he wasn't shooting in the 70s, yep. which. I think that's what we're under par rounds, something Far along better. those lines. Yeah. yeah. And he had a couple top, maybe like three straight top tens before the break. And then he came out of the break hot. So yeah, it's been going on for a while. Yeah. There was, um, it came up on the first cut pod. I forget. I think maybe Greg Ducharme said it. He was like, if he was like, what would, what would Rory's price be if he had burgers results? Oh, like five, six, five to one. Six yeah. To one. And, like, and, and what would burger be if he had Rory's results? what he was like like 100 to one what he was a few yeah Yeah. that's a a good it's you're paying for that longevity that the history it's it is a good way to look at that because yeah name value carries a lot of weight but yeah burger would be like 80 to one if he had rory's rory hasn't had a top 10 since the restart 
is, he only has one top 30 in the restart. Yeah, it was uh, Travelers, I think, and T11. everything else. He just, it seems like Rory Magroy just plays Saturday, Sunday mornings now. It's, I haven't seen him have a late tee time in so long. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the web withdrawal real quick. I want to get your thoughts on this because I've kind of been – I've gone back and forth on it. You described it as what, the, one of the weirder withdrawals? Tell me why. I mean, he's third in the FedEx Cup. So you want to promote your playoffs as being you know, the everything – everyone wants to play these events. It's a big push to the FedEx Cup. The guy who's number three who has a chance to move to number one in that two-shot lead on, at, the, at the Tour Championship with $15 million up for grabs. Um, it makes no sense why he would want, not want to collect some points and for, you know, at least maintain where he is in the standings because I think he can drop to as low as nine which, I mean, six to nine, I, they're all I, – I think I tweeted this out. I think they move – they start a four under. So, if he stayed where he is now, he's seven under. If he drops to nine or six, it's four under. And those three shots are massive. Like, if you're, if you're like, 11th or – like, these guys are all playing because they want to protect their spot. But um, they're only losing, like, one or one stroke between, like, the different tiers. But Webb at three, he has a chance to be number one or a chance to be number nine. I just found it. Um, a little peculiar that I think is the key it's not necessarily losing the three shots from seven to four under it's the fact that you also lost the opportunity to go up to 10 so it could in theory be a six shot swing instead of a three shot swing if that makes sense like, and like he doesn't even have to he doesn't even have to have a top finish to maintain his position I don't think like I don't no. know again the points no one really knows how <laughs> the exact science behind them. But I mean, if he had like a top 20 finish, which I'm sure Webb could do without really trying extremely hard, top 30 finish, he would probably be maybe drop one spot. Um, depending yeah, on how other it's guys gonna, finish. Right. It's going to depend how Berger, Morikawa, Harris English and Bryson do. Those are the guys that are like directly right behind Webb Simpson. I just, if Webb at the tour championship, Webb shoots, you know, two or three shots off the, off the, the actual win. And that could have been, you know, the two or three shots he lost here and he's, he's, he's only heading home with 3 million instead of 15. Maybe that doesn't matter to him. But I mean, if you want to sell this postseason as a big playoff push and you have the, the three seed pulling out, it's uh, a little strange. Yeah. It's so, so I kind of looked at this. Um, I thought for a while, this might've been his strategy all along, which is kind of weird because he played Wyndham when that was the natural resting point for everybody else. He so, loves Wyndham, though. He can't give up this right, edge he's, field. He's got to play it. But and He collected a couple extra grand moving up the Wyndham reward, so maybe he doesn't mind it, anymore. Exactly. So, like, okay, he's going to play that, so maybe he then takes off one of these playoff events. But apparently – so I was on CBS Sports HQ earlier, and Doug Bell was reporting that uh, Webb was intending to play this week. He, he was, uh, he had a swing lesson set up in the Chicago with a Chicago based coach, like Tuesday evening or whatever. So he was planning on being there and decided either he was too tired or just like, I, I need a rest right now. So I don't think this was the plan. He just thought whether it's three strokes or whatever, the rest is more important. Yeah, I guess he needs rest. I don't want to start speculating, but you know, you know where we can go with speculating and back injuries, the, the flurry of back injuries that we've had on the PGA tour. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's an interesting, an interesting withdrawal. Obviously he's, he's flush with cash. He doesn't need to win the FedEx cup, but it's just not a great look when I think one of the, one of the top contenders is, is opting to pass and potentially give up the, uh, the crown. 
Well, remind me on Sunday, September 6th to look and see how many shots back Webb finished and how many he dropped this week. And we'll be like, you're an idiot, Webb. You gave up the tour championship and the FedEx Cup. A bad finish for Webb this week would be like top 40. He's been super consistent. And he oh, that would, be like, that would be like a horrific, that would be like a horrific yeah. finish for him. Whatever, you could, you could just take his worst finish, add those points, and then, yeah, equate it to what he would finish at the Tour Championship and see how much money this withdrawal cost him. Well, we, I will remember. We will check this out in two weeks. Uh, all right, Epat, you can find his work at The Score. You can find him on Twitter, at Golf. What's going on over at The Score? Um, I'm sure we'll be firing off an alert here that Mickelson cleaned up in his uh, Champions Tour debut. But, uh, yeah, more of the same, betting articles up. Um, I did five guys that need to make a push for the, for the weekend or for next, for next weekend. Um, you know, Scott's outside, Cantley's outside the top five Woodland, which kind of surprising, but yeah, there's, uh, some big names. This is a big week for the top 30. They get, they get Kapalua invites, they get major invites. It's a, uh, it's a big week for some of those young guys that are right on the, right on the cusp. As we record this, Phil Mickelson has two holes left. He is three clear. Shades are on. He's looking locked in. He's ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Oh, Phil. Love it. All right, Eric, thank you. As always, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown, and we'll catch you next time.